1: Here we go. Last episode of the year of the decade of bro. the decade
2: the decade. That's the funny thing. I keep having to keep thinking about that. Like first time I heard it, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. But when you think about it, man, it's kind of significant. Like
1: it's weird to think about. We're going to the year twenty twenty. Yeah. It's it's really strange.
2: That is.
1: Yeah. I, I was I was trying to wrap my mind around it the other day. Yeah. I, yesterday I was thinking about it because I was at work and I was having to write the date you know, on paperwork. I'm like, yeah, this is the last time I'm going to write. 19. In 2020, man, I graduated high school in
2: 1997.
1: Yeah. that's a long time ago.
2: It was. Yeah, I graduated in 94. It was a yeah. long ass time I never would
1: have, you know, if somebody would have said, hey, predict what 2020 is going to be like. I just said oh, flying cars. Yeah, I would have been way off. Way off. Way off.
2: Way off, man, yeah. It's, uh, it's not that much different. I mean, the internet definitely changed things, <laughs> the, the but, internet but besides I mean, that, besides, I mean, really though, really, it's not like that much different. No, I mean, the internet.
1: Yeah, that was the beginnings of the internet. You, you know, it was around. That
2: was, I mean, I'd say, I'd say, like this last decade, because you know, it's just a good way for the human brain to try to think about, you know time, right? Time is, this, it's a construct that we've made up you're trying to like, it's this endless flow and we're trying to create some sort of context for it. And so, you know, the last decade, I'd say it was probably more like the the social media decade because yeah. from the 2000s to 2010, like that was the internet. Yep. Like that was when the internet really fucking impacted things. That was the internet decade. And then like 2010 to 2020, I'd say the biggest, change has been social media like in 2010 like you know maybe you had a facebook account right like I, it wasn't like i don't even know i really, I'd like, I, I, I have to go
1: back and look yeah. yeah i remember when i first moved to colorado in 2007 myspace was a thing yeah oh so, yeah. no i remember myspace some people still had myspace i had one for a little while yeah
2: i remember signing up for my first facebook account over to like a buddy's house man we were i was like this thing because I was in the internet marketing thing at that time and everyone was like because Twitter was the, the first like it, it kind of got a little more uh, you know I guess like uh, traction like people going like oh this is gonna be the next big thing and then like Facebook you know is was, was along with that around the same time and uh, but yeah people were like oh man these things are gonna be huge these these social media platform things and I don't even think you know that's not even what they were called At the time, like, MySpace was supposed to be, like, your own personal website. Right. And, like, a totally different concept than, like, a social media account. It was, like, it was your own personal website that you could send people to, and you could go check out their website. But it was a different idea than just, like, no, here's a kind of pre-constructed platform that everyone's going to have the same basic experience with. And it's all just about, you know, being social and engaging with uh, other humans through this platform. And so, yeah, the, you know, Facebook was probably around, like, that time, man. Yeah, like, they were, they were like yeah, late 2000s, early 2010s. And then, uh, yeah, the iPhone, that's what changed That it. changed. That's what... That fucking, changed things. The whole social media yep. thing. Like, it wouldn't, I don't think it'd be what it is today. Like there's just no way it would be what it is no, today. No, not of
1: a, a people didn't have smartphones. No. You know, if you still had flip phones and you were yep. texting with the stupid keyboard do you remember
2: the flip video cameras the little things i had those things that just had the usb thing that you could plug directly in i can't i had so many videos uploaded through those like that was that was a huge thing to be able to have this little video camera that i could just take to the gym and shoot videos
1: with and not have to set up i won one of those i can't remember how i won i remember winning it and then I sold it cuz I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I didn't have any use for it. Man, I was like what am I going to use this thing for? That's one of those. Before I even opened it, I was like I was fucking selling it. Dude,
2: they were huge. They're yeah. huge. They're everywhere. They're huge. They, were everywhere. Everywhere. they, were huge. they yeah. had like different models. And then the fucking iPhone came out and practically overnight they were pointless. Gone. It was like, "Oh, you can just get one of these in your phone." So, yeah, just gone," says. That's interesting, man. I was yeah. like a technology like a, you know, if at a certain point people are going to totally forget about those things. Like if you weren't like if you were born during this decade, like you're not gonna know what the fuck a flip video thing was. You're just gonna be like, dude, didn't we always do this with our phones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so maybe it was the phone decade, phone and social media. Yeah, as far as that. Well, goes. they're
1: kind of one and the same. Yeah, you know, it's, social media wouldn't have been where it was like you just said without that smartphone.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So. So I was kind really of
2: curious because I. I started jiu-jitsu in this past decade I was not doing jiu-jitsu in 2010 and so I think started in like 2013 something this is like my seventh year coming up doing it so I was curious from your perspective like what do you like kind of looking back like what do you like where you were at in 2010 to where like you are, you're at and, and like jiu-jitsu is at overall like what do you kind of see being the big defining uh things
1: man i i think it kind of goes back to the smartphone and the social media because when i started you know roughly 2003 2004 somewhere in there i started training uh brazilian jiu jitsu and back then you know, I would get instructionals, you know, here and there. A lot of it was still books, instructional books, which mm-hmm. I still have. Um, and then you would get DVDs. I am, even, a, there was a couple of my first ones were VHS still. Like, you know, like I had, a coach had an old one. I remember one of the first ones I watched was like an old Mario Sperry VHS series. <laughs> like, Valley Tudo instructional series. Like, old school, man. Um but those were still like, it wasn't, not a lot of high level guys were putting out instructionals. That was kind of a newer thing. No, nah, I wouldn't say newer thing, but it was still, jujitsu wasn't super popular yet. Yeah. But then, you know, the social media and then people just upload and look at this cool technique on Instagram, you know, just a quick little one minute video. You know, or whatever the case may be, and then I think that it's it's allowed the growth of jiu jitsu for sure. YouTube, you know, it's probably the YouTube, decade you, you, for YouTube, jiu-jitsu. I guess. Yeah, I would say it's probably before uh, Instagram. If you're gonna use
2: like, well, I, I, I guess if you're just gonna, even still, man, you still kind of use like YouTube jiu jitsu, like it's still kind of a cliche, like, you, it's just kind of a term for watching and learning jiu jitsu techniques online. Mm-hmm right so it's kind of a catch-all term but it you know youtube was definitely where it got popular even though it's branched out into other mediums that's still kind of the term so i would i, I mean just kind of hear what you're saying like i it, you know I, I think that's probably like you know might be a good way it's like that oh that, yeah because you know at one point it's funny man the internet changed so many things because when you started in 2003 right the internet was a thing but not really a thing yeah
1: it wasn't super common no like if i i used it back then maybe to do like some online banking so you could still do you still had secrets
2: yeah there's still secrets in the world like the internet there are no secrets anymore in the world like that's the one thing the internet has really just there's no secrets anymore like what they everyone knows what everything you cannot keep anything a secret anymore and so like in 2003, because it was interesting what you said was like a lot of the high level guys weren't putting out instructionals and you know, that's also the age the were like the whole Creonte like you don't, and, and, and a lot of it was like, we have our jujitsu, we right. have our techniques, we have our stuff and you know, we're trying to keep it. And if you knew something that someone else didn't, like back in 2003, like you could still keep that a fucking secret on some level. And uh, But you can't do that now.
1: No, There's just it, no the game, the game has changed. And, I mean, that mindset just stunts the growth. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, I don't like that mindset. No, I think and it's great. Yeah, I, great. I like where it's at now. Yeah. Just, you know, oh, look at this cool technique. Cool, let's find an answer to it. Let's yeah. use it. Let's also find the solution. And, and it just snowballs. It just goes. You know, it just... And then, that way, the growth of the jiu-jitsu just doesn't stop. You know, like Don and her putting out all his stuff. And, yeah. You know, that's it's funny as... If you look at it, because I was thinking about this also, you know, going into this new year, because I knew we'd have this type of discussion, because that's when, like, Eddie Bravo, you know, came out with the Twister, like, uh, the Twister and uh, Rubber Guard, that he kind of, those are like secrets, you know, because it was like, he'd put out a book here and there, he had the Twister book and the Rubber Guard book, but they were still kind of secrets, if you weren't in that circle, you didn't know about it, and so you'd get caught by surprise, they're they're fucking parlor tricks. And they were kind of hidden like that as part of their tricks. Yeah. But then, you know, and then fast forward, they were still doing all that shit. The leg lock game was coming to age, you know, and Eddie Bravo's crew, 10th Planet guys were kind of on the forefront of that. But then Donnaher just blew it all up. He's like, oh no, here's my guys. They're really good at leg locks. And here's how we do it. We're going to show you how we're beating you. And we're going to show you what we do. And you're still not going to beat us. Yeah. And you know, so Dominator blew all that up. He's just like, there's no secrets here. Yeah, we'll show everybody. Yeah, as long as you're willing to buy the two hundred dollar instructional, which is and, fucking worth it. There's it's, it's a lot of good shit. Man, I remember man. you gave me shit for mine, man. There's, there's but, a lot like, of, uh, originally, but I've come around, man. Like, dude, I, I have a couple of more. I got the escapes, and then I got the guard retention. Yeah, do you have a third one? No, I think those are the only two down in own, But like, they're print good principle based jujitsu.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, that, if someone came to you and said, "Look, pay me two hundred dollars, and I will tell you a." you know, not a secret, but like, uh, I'll explain something to you in a way that's going to impact your jujitsu for the rest of your life. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, who would say no to that? Really? Like if someone came to you and put it that way, right? Like you'd kind of be an idiot to walk away from an offer like that. Like guaranteed money back guarantee, right? If, if you don't like, I'll even give your money back. And it's like, but it, in the form of an instructional, it's a little tougher because you got to You got to mine it a little bit and find your, you know, what you're getting out of it. But yeah, his stuff is definitely worth it. But that's, I think that the, the openness of, you know, the instructional, uh, you know, the instructionals now and there, a lot of stuff's online. Like, man, they, they, like, they post great shit from these instructionals online for free trying to promote the instructional, but man, even if you never watch the instructional, you can still get great stuff. So like that is, that is, yeah, it's interesting, man, like the whole uh, use of information and how it went from you had specific gatekeepers to this information that you had to go to and then those people accumulated power and, and money and stuff because of those things to like, there are no gatekeepers for the most part. It's just, you know, free for all. So you have to really redefine, like, how you see your role in in a sport, in a niche, and in, in a world where, you know, the whole gatekeeper thing is is bullshit, is bullshit right? Yeah, it's really bullshit.
1: Yeah, And it really, and you, you just, you accept that. Yeah. And you realize that, man, you can learn from anybody and everybody. Yeah. You know, fuck, dude, I learned shit from blue belts. Right. I'll, I'll be watching blue belts, so I'm like, oh, okay. Or I'll feel somebody do something on me. I'm like, oh, that was, you know, kind of slick. Yeah, someone, you know? yeah. I do have no problem watching, learning from anybody and everybody. Yeah. And I, I think that all comes from that, you know, the whole lid getting blown off, the hoarding, the techniques, yep. and the secrets. Oh, these are my little, was fun, my dim mock. Yeah.
2: You see the same thing in the fitness, man. That's been the, like the same, you know, at one point, personal trainers, if you want to know how to work out, like you had to go hire a trainer. They were the ones who had access to the secret knowledge. And now it's like, dude, you can go online and in half an hour, you know, just you know, all the exercises, you can find a routine, all the exercises, everything you need to, to work out. Right. So it's like, and a lot of it's good stuff. I mean, there's a lot of really bad stuff, but there's good there's stuff out of, there. There's a lot of good there's stuff too. There's super smart people out there sharing their information. And, and so it's like, so what is your role? in that world you know if you're a trainer where traditionally like people paid you because you were the gatekeeper of this information but now they can get it for free so what the fuck are they paying you for so it's uh yeah it's the the i guess same thing in jujitsu you see that in a lot of arenas but it's good because like i said man when you have certain the gatekeeper situation like one When done right, the gatekeeper is supposed to make sure that the information that you're getting is the right information and it's quality information and it's being used in the right way. Like, theoretically, that's what it's supposed to be for, right? Like, when when there are no – when everyone can – like, that's the problem with the internet. You go online and you can't tell the, the, the idiots from the people who know what they're talking about. And so you, it's hard to just, you know, keep the, the good stuff and the bad stuff and separate it. And, you know, we've talked about it of times. That's the double-edged sword of the internet. There's, there is some good stuff. But there's a lot of shit. And you've got to actively try to figure out which is which. But if you add a gatekeeper to that information and they're doing their job correctly, you go to them and you ask them. And, and they, they give you the right information. They save you from idiots clouding your judgment and giving you bad information. But it also, like I said, accumulates power, and power eventually corrupts, and then you have the whole fucking Star Wars nine, 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 nine O G. What is nine of them?
1: You are speaking Japanese to me now. Yeah. I don't. As soon as you said Star Wars, my brain starts sure, circling. Whatever. Sure, dude. Certain, you know, dzz, dzz, Whatever. Like, I don't know any of the references. the last Star Wars. Star Wars? I, the or originals. You know, that's all right. Return of what? Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. And A New Hope. And
2: you don't know, even you know what A New Hope is. That's before. That's the first one. That's the name of the first one. Is A New Hope. I oh, yeah, see. I don't. I haven't seen that one. You have seen that one. It's the original. Oh, is that the original? Yes. Oh, it had a name. It oh, wasn't okay. just Star Wars. Oh, it's fucking Star Wars. I know it is, right? <laughs> but I'm saying, like, it has a name. So it, that we, was
1: the first one, like we watched when we were kids. Yes. And then Return of the Jedi was the second one. It was then, Star
2: Wars: A New Hope, and again, as oh, kids, we never know the knew New Hope part because oh. it's
1: like
0: Star
2: Wars,
1: Star Wars. Yeah. And then it was Return of the Jedi. The Empire Strikes and then Back. The, all Empire Strikes and back. back. Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: you've seen the important ones. You know everything you need to know. Everything, everything from the Star Wars universe basically blossomed from those three movies. So, you've seen them all. You gotta see the Mandalorian, man. It's good.
1: I don't feel like I need to.
2: You, but you'd enjoy it.
1: No, I have this other shit I'd rather enjoy. Yeah, I don't have time. It. I know. But you thought that about a lot of things that you know we've shown you. Letter you need to watch the show Letter I see. I have all sorts of things. <laughs> This is way better use of your time than fucking Star Wars Mandalorian. I have a better use of our
2: time right now. If we're talking about <laughs> shows, Roadhouse.
1: Road like Patrick Swayze. Fuck know? yeah,
2: buddy! It Did was on Rick... last night. <laughs> it's so yes. bad. I love that movie. It is so awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we're watching it. Like it came on, and uh, yeah, I was like, I gotta watch this. So yeah, Shiloh obviously never seen it. Kelly said she'd never seen it. You gotta be
1: kidding me. So, you guys sat down as a fan, watched the whole thing? I
2: didn't make it through to the end because it was getting pretty late. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, enough. We got through a little over half of it. But, didn't get to the part where he ripped the dude's throat out. Damn
1: it. Yeah, that's like the final fight scene. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, dude, that movie was so fucking classic. Had so many good lines. Freaking, yeah. Was it Pain Don't Hurt? I was like, that's Rob's line right there. Pain Don't Hurt. (laughs) Pain Don't Hurt don't marry an ugly woman takes the energy right out of you (laughs) anyways it's uh so but it got me thinking because roadhouse came out pre-ufc one yep right dude when it came out like i remember thinking like holy shit you can do that (laughs) you rip a guys throat out well being fucking about you know like I know you did. If you if you reach back into the recesses of your mind, that movie came out, and your thoughts of it weren't—that's oh, just Hollywood bullshit. We all know what would really happen. I mean,
1: oh, I lived my whole youth in that mindset. Chuck Norris movies. Right, and exactly. That's Bruce what I'm saying, Right,
2: so we've talked about, like, before oh, UFC yeah. 1 came out, there was a period in time when you thought that you could train yourself to, to walk Took into a bar full just, of fucking dudes. And just clear it out. And clear it out, and, you know, maybe rip somebody's throat out if you had to. And some tight jeans.
1: Yeah, man. denim
2: shirt. Like, you could do it. You could fucking yeah. do it. And then UFC 1 came out, and it was like, oh, wait well, a minute. Maybe it
1: doesn't work this like doesn't that. This doesn't
2: work like that. And, uh, I was thinking, like, <laughs> what, what was funny is, uh... Cause you know, in the final fight scene, he had to rip old boy's throat out to finally take him down. Right. And you know, I was, you know, talking to Shiloh cause she's like, Oh my God, this is so ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> I know, but you got to understand like when this came out, like everyone thought this might be feasible. Yep. You know, this was a, in a completely different light than where, where you see it today. And, uh. I was like, you know, UFC one taught us like the odds of you getting in there and like being able to rip somebody's throat out. And then I started thinking, I was like, you, I was like no. You know what it really taught us? It was like both those dudes would have been knocked out like five minutes ago. The first fucking good kick to the head and they're down. Yeah. Like what we really learned is you don't need to rip somebody's throat out because kicking someone in the head works really, really, really well. Works good. Really
1: well. Shin upside the head in yeah, most people's days. C-
2: catching someone upside the head with, you know, like, yeah, there are the regular punches and kicks and elbows and knees do enough damage. You, you don't need to resort to weird, exotic, throat-ripping, <laughs> you know, joint-manipulating weirdness. You know what I mean? Like it was exciting. It was exciting. But yeah. I, like that was the real I don't know, it's funny, man. It's like it, again, it's semantics, but everyone's like, "Oh, you know, UFC won and showed, or, you know, the UFC proved that all that stuff's bullshit." And it's like, you know, I, I mean, on one hand, it's like, well, not you could do it. You can tell me you couldn't do that stuff if the stars lined up just right. You know, like I said, but what it really proved wasn't that that stuff doesn't work. It's that you don't need it. Mm -hmm. And and that's why it was just kind of like a bunch of dudes who were so good with the basics that they were getting together and creating like exotic shit. You know what I mean? It's like two black belts who know, have everything fucking down. And they're dialing in some weird like worm squid guard. Like, you know, from the outside, you're looking at it going like, what is this weird shit? This will never work. But without like understanding, like, no, 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 man. They know. Like, Yeah fucking take down, pass the legs, mount, cross choke. Like, that works really well. We got that down. You get people who don't have that down. They're going in a kung fu class, and it's like, oh, we're going to teach you this, you know, joint manipulating shit. And it's like, well, that's not, you know, actually the foundation that was built on. Again, I'm totally speculating here, but I'm just thinking that, like, you know, I think the people who created that stuff knew full well that I'm going to try and kick this dude in the head really hard. I'm not going to try and rip his throat out. Now, if some weird opportunity presents itself and I see it because I've thought about it and I've, you know, drilled it on some level, then great. But I'm trying to rip this, you know, fucking kick them in the head and knock them out. Not, you know, do all this other weird shit. So, I don't know. That was my No, thought.
1: no, like the a good analogy is, you know, like the internet has blown the lid off of a lot of, a lot of things, right? Yeah. You know, from like we talked about jujitsu, personal training, it exposed all these secrets that's what UFC, the UFC did the martial arts as a whole. Yeah. It was kind of like the internet of the martial arts. It blew the lid off. Like, wait, it kind of it pulled the curtain back. Like, this is what really happened. This is what really
2: worked. This is what really works. So we should be spending most of your time on. I think, and that was kind of the problem is like you're, you know, without knowing and going back, right? you got to think, man, like these things were martial arts. Like, like, at one point, again, everyone makes fun of karate, but like, the motherfuckers were using this in battle. Right. Like, I don't think they were doing choreographed shit. I think they were fucking fighting for their lives. like Legitimately. And not like, oh, I got to use this fucking technique here and this form here. I think it was like, no, I'm fighting for my fucking life. And I'm using my train to help me fight for my fucking life. And what is getting me out of this fight is not trying to rip someone's throat out. It's knowing how to fucking punch and kick and balance and and all these fundamentals at a very high level. Maybe I know some other crazy shit, but like that's what I'm fucking fighting my way out of this this shitstorm with, I'm just assuming that, right? And so, but now you fast forward to today, and you got these fucking, you know, dudes with bellies rainbow-colored belts, and it's like, they can't fight their way out of a wet paper bag, and but they're trying to, they, they believe that the power of their art is in this fancy bullshit that doesn't really work, and so then they're trying to, like, challenge people, you know what I mean? That's when you see the guy, like, challenging an MMA fighter, and it's like... Just getting. Yeah, are oh, just getting abused. Like, man, I'll bet if you fucking transported some, you know, warrior from the whatever, like, you know, whenever they were using that shit, from the battlefield into the fucking ring, like, no, this is a karate guy, and, okay, here's an MMA guy, now go, I gotta be a totally different, totally different fucking thing. scene right? Than, than your modern karate guy versus an MMA guy. Like, the MMA guy's way more like your... Like, fucking savage warrior. I'm going to do what I need to survive. And, yeah, you're, you're trying to learn to fight. But you got to give fighting a context, right? And that's all that shit was. Like, that's all martial arts are. It's a context for trying to fucking make sense of fighting, which is this huge open-ended task. And so, yeah, like, people make fun of that shit. But I think that they, you know, forget. At one point, man, that shit was saving people's lives, So maybe we just got it backwards, you know. We're we're seeing people who are kind of bastardizing what it's really supposed to be about, not what it is and ha ha ha, look at that shit, it's fake. Right? It's like maybe that's not really what it is.
1: Well, that's what it's developed into, unfortunately. The McDojo thing. The McDojo bullshit. That's what what it's kinda devolved, I won't say evolved, but devolved into, you know, remove society from battlefields. Yeah. And this is what happens. And then it gets exposed in a real arena. And then we're you're doing it for money, man. Yeah. That was
2: like, I remember, yeah, we saw she reeled against that shit. He's like, you know, you're, you're trying to sell the way and make money off of it. And you know, man, it's tough. Cause I mean, especially now, like I've opened a school. So there's, anytime you start taking money in exchange for teaching something, like there's a potential for things to get muddied. Like they get muddied from that moment forward. Yep. They have, they, they, there's no way they can't. And so, you know, you have to be super vigilant about it. And what are you doing for money versus what are you doing for the art? And you make enough small decisions for, well, I'm going to teach this fancy technique because this will impress this student and keep them here. And, you know, I'm going to throw in these three extra belts to keep people, you know, you know what I mean? Like these little things, enough of these little decisions over time and they fucking slide, and all of a sudden, you're looking around, and you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? How are we? How did, here? How did we get here?
1: Yeah. You make right? one too many compromises. Yeah,
2: and that's yeah. the thing Jujitsu jitsu is like, fighting. You know, you see that, uh, and it, it's doing a great job, a much better job than a lot of martial arts, and I think it always will because we have the sparring yeah,
1: aspect. That, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, will always keep it. Because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, at the end of class, or whatever, you slap hands, and you roll. That's what keeps it honest. Yep, that's what like, keeps does it honest. Work? Does it work or not? Right. You can show me all the fucking fancy shit you want. When we slap hands, does it work? Right. If it doesn't, you better go back to the drawing board. Yep, yeah. So you you have that that constant you know, yardstick to measure it by. But man, you yeah. see
2: though, right? Like, who is it uh, that's got the the celebrity jiu-jitsu program where people he, get... Higa Machado. Yeah, I mean, they're getting belts without necessarily... You know, sparring like everyone else does.
1: I bet you they spar, dude. I bet you Higa Machado has, like, people that he trusts I that, be, that, I, yeah, that I aren't coming in.
2: From what I've read and the way he explains it, like, they they don't or else it's very minimized or it's very contained.
1: It's very contained. Yeah. But, and I can understand because... You know, you get, some, <laughs> you get some famous dude coming to the gym with a bunch of meatheads. Yeah. He's going to have to run the gauntlet. But is that
2: dude? the way? But no, 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 no. I'm not saying someone has to run the gauntlet. You not
1: can, run you the gauntlet, can... but
2: he's going to. Like, people yeah. are just
1: going to want to smash him. Yeah. They're like, oh, Ashton Kutcher's coming in here? Yeah. I am going to beat the fuck out of him. You know, a lot of people are going to think that. Right. Which is good or bad, whatever. I mean, that's another discussion, but... So I, I again, this is all pure speculation. You know, Machado's got into the Hollywood world early because they were teaching Chuck Norris, right? And then somehow I don't know how they like their relationship came about, but that's I think that was like their introduction into the Hollywood Hollywood scene, and so they they've been there ever since. So a lot of like famous people have gone to them, and so and the, the like Henry Gracie, and Hor- or uh, Huron have kind of kind of got the same thing. You know, they're they're in L.A. And so they train a lot of famous people. And a lot of those times those famous people don't go to regular classes. You know, they can afford, you know, three private lessons a week. Yeah. And then they'll bring in a few people for them to spar with or this or that. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> it, it's, Dude, I, I know I don't fault it, but you know, if you're
2: just, just going to be a purist, what would Masashi say about that shit? No,
1: put him in, throw them in with the sharks, man, man. It's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah, that's not the way. It's, it's not the way. For, Again, the like, way is not
2: smashing them because they're famous. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. We're smashing
1: them because they're a training partner. Yeah, and they learn to smash you. them like a
2: regular training partner.
1: That, that's that's where like, yeah. But see, those people don't live normal lives. You, I know. You, you get to that level of fame and money, man. Like it's we can't even wrap our minds around what that be like. I, yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. It, it it's it's a weird thing to think about because I, I I have thought about it before and yeah it's not what's best for jiu jitsu. Not on a large scale. Not on a large scale. If they, you know, if you were to extrapolate that out, but if if it's these one-off famous fucking people, no, these yeah. Debbie Lovato's and right. these Ashton Kutcher's, who gives so, a fuck? So I guess like one, you
2: default because you trust Hegan, right? Yes. Like he's he's proven himself, and so you trust that if he says that it's it's legit, then it's legit. Yep. Right. And I totally, I'm not saying that's not the, yep. the case, right? But you'd feel different if it was some lesser. Uh, person in the jiu-jitsu community, right? It'd be easier to doubt, like, "Mm, is there some money? So, you know, there's definitely, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying is, like, on a larger scale, that is bad for jujitsu, right? you know, on a one-off thing, it's not necessarily bad, but you can see, though, how, like, if the jiu-jitsu community isn't vigilant and almost kind of like, you know, I don't want to say you know, keep a little bit of a skeptical eye towards stuff like that. Uh, not saying condemn it, but keep a skeptical eye towards it, that it's easy for someone with just a little bit less stature than Hegan to do it. And then a little bit less stature for and then all of a sudden you've got this whole like, well we've got a whole, you know, no rolling program going that you can come in and you can get your blue belt without, you know, doing uh, any sparring or something like that. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, is this jiu-jitsu anymore? It's not jiu-jitsu anymore. How do we get here? Yeah. Now I guarantee you, if you did that, you'd probably attract more people. Oh, There'd yeah. probably be more money for you in, in a program like that. Yep. So again, once money enters the scene, there's always that, like, what are you doing for money versus what are you doing for... And then there's the argument, well, if you're getting more people into the sport this way... More of them may get into regular jujitsu. So isn't isn't having this easier pathway for people this lower barrier you know, barrier? Yeah, you could have
1: like a a non-rolling class. Yes, like, you so know, whole program. Oh, but you then but then you can also do the competition program to where you do spar, but you can do the jujitsu program where there's no sparring. Right, it's yeah. not jujitsu. I know, but yeah, I know. Yeah. But but someone could
2: argue you, though that hey, if I get fifty people who would never do jujitsu if do they didn't jiu-jitsu. have this option and they did it, and then. You know, five of those people ended up going ahead and getting into real regular jiu-jitsu. And those five people never would have been into jiu-jitsu if we did not have that thing okay. there. Oh, I can see how we're in Believe me, I, I'm not... Slippery slopes, my a, friend. It's, slippery that's slopes. Exactly.
1: It's a very shit-covered slippery slope. Yeah. And we just, as true jujitsu people as a whole, we just, we'd have to be vigilant about that. You see that and you're like... Yeah, that is not good, and I, dude, I bet you there's schools out there that have that. Unfortunately, man, I bet Probably. you there's, some, I bet you there is. Yeah. Unfortunately, man, be, and We it, just it makes, so my stomach, st- it makes my stomach. turn to think about it. has
2: grown like so much, mm-hmm. man, and we have so many schools now, and yeah, I mean, yeah, schools aren't necessarily being run by high level guys. Like there's, you know, there's people that, you know, they're blue belts or purple belts, and they're the highest rank in the area or whatever, and it's like. You know, maybe they're doing their best that they can, but... but as
1: long as they're in there sparring and trying, yeah, more power to them. Right. It's it's the assholes that are trying and it to make the money. Yeah. Oh, we we have a program where you don't have to wrestle. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Any fucking jiu-jitsu program, Brazilian jiu-jitsu program, you got to fucking spar, man. Yeah, you're not yeah. doing jiu-jitsu if you're not sparring. If you're not fucking sparring, yeah. I don't want to hear what you have to say. It's a different fucking thing. kick rocks, man. Yeah. Test slap hands and test it out. You can show all line, the techniques you want. Like at bottom line, like I'll be hard and callous. There's no gray area yeah. for me. If you're trying to run a jiu-jitsu program, there's no sparring. No, yep. you get the big middle finger, man. You're 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 doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu a disservice. Yeah. Cause that, that's where dude, I grew up in martial arts, man. I got into fucking karate, tanksudo when I was five years old. I did that for a lot of years. I got into that bullshit Hot Keto thing I don't even like Talk about Because it's fucking embarrassing (laughs) You know And And I I, Where all those fail Is There's no live Randomized actions To test it against It's all I mean you You're sparring With very certain rules Here and there But it's not It's bullshit Mm -hmm. It's, It's The most effective thing Like you know Is When you wrestle man When you really get after it And yeah. So whatever. Fuck all those other ones that don't. You yeah, know, that's just. Bottom yeah. Line. That's it. That's what you makes it juicy, special. Yeah. Of. When you get, they can't. You get when you yeah you got these other martial arts. Well, we can't spar live because our techniques are so dangerous. Not so much that, but you can't
2: punch and kick each you other. You can't punch like, and kick all the time. All the time, the time. Because it's bad for your health. Yeah, it's bad for your health. <laughs> to get yeah, hit in the, head, in the head. And, to get hit
1: in the head all the time, like. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's.
2: The impact, the the impacts of striking sports are different than the. Just stress of a grappling sport,
1: and you're gonna bump, you're gonna bump your head in jiu-jitsu. Oh, for sure. sure, I'm sure I've got my fair amount of CTE from my head fucking hitting the mat. Yeah, but not like taking repeated just punches repeated in the punches in the, head. in the face. Yeah, dude, when I when I boxed regularly, so many days I'd come home with a headache, or wake up the next day with a headache, and just be cloudy. Yeah, I know that's I'm I I pay for that once in a while. And now I'm sure I get some fucking CTE flare up. And, yeah, you know, stumble my words and. Yeah. It's not good for you, man. And you can spar hard in jujitsu. Yeah. You, you might get tweaked here or there, this or that, but man, like in the long run, you're gonna be able to defend yourself better. You're gonna be Yeah, it's so much better, man.
2: I would say well the thing with jiu-jitsu is if you're accumulating injuries and, and aches and pains and problems, like odds are it's what you're doing off the mat. You you can do so many things to offset that. You can't do anything to offset CTE. No, nope. Like you can't stretch your brain. Like, so like you can do a concussion's mobility. A good,
1: yeah, a concussions are concussions. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, yes, you're stressing your body, but you can do things to help mitigate that. And so if you're accumulating, and you know, again, there's always that, there, there's two kinds of injuries, right? You have your acute injury where something just, you know, breaks in the moment. Um, and then you have your overuse injuries and your, you know, the ones that accumulate over time. And even those will, you know, kind of show up like the, the straw that broke the camel's back Kind of thing. Like, why did my knee fucking pop? Going for a a collar drag kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you're, if, so if, you know, an acute injury, you can't do anything about that. Somebody moves the wrong way and your knee buckles. I mean, yeah, odds odds are it won't really. Like most people make it through their jujitsu career without something like that happening. Like the odds of something like that are not super high. They're there, but they're not super high. Like the the injuries that most people suffer from jujitsu are the overuse kind. And they just have this, this accumulating trauma, accumulating tension that they're not addressing that adds up over time that causes problems. And you can do shit, man. Your your diet, your you know, mobility stuff, the things that you're doing off the mat can help with that. So again, that's the great thing with jujitsu is you know it it you know, yeah, you have the the risk, but they're not the same because yeah, in a striking sport, Dude, if someone's punching and kicking at you, the odds of catching your knee, the odds of, you know, catching something wrong or like if you're taking them to the head, like dealing with that shit, they're much higher. They're way higher. So it's not the same thing. It's like when people, you know, I get this in mountain biking, like, you know, clipless pedals versus flats. And it's like, dude, they both have their wrists, but they're not the goddamn same thing. Not getting your feet off the pedals and blasting your head and shoulder into the ground is not the same risk as like slipping a pedal. And smashing your shin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same risk. Like, they both have risks. And for people to pretend that they're the same goddamn fucking thing, is stupid. Right? But, so, it's kind of the same thing here. It's like, they both have risks. But, jiu-jitsu is just so much better for you. Especially as you get older.
1: Just yeah, I'm going to change gears on you real quick. It. Just because, yeah, I figured you'd be proud of me. So, last weekend, I was up Powder Powderhorn, skinning up the mountain. And of I course. happened to run, another, run into another guy that was doing it. And uh-huh. so, we... We kind of skinned together up the mountain for a little bit and had a little conversation with this random dude. And he was a big biker. You know, he liked a mountain bike and road bike. And uh, so, of course, I was like, so are you a clipless pedal guy or flat pedal guy? <laughs> and I left it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, clipless. I'm more of a traditional kind of guy. And so I just left it. I was like, oh, okay. I just I, I, <laughs> I just left it at that. Dude, it's funny. Yeah, you start categorizing <laughs> I people. did. I did. I just did it to categorize it. I just left it at that. I was no. like, all right.
2: Now you know stuff about them You're like, okay
1: yeah. even though I, I don't ride bikes at all so I, yeah. I have no right to do that but i just a i was traditionalist. like all right. that's, that's what he said i'm a traditionalist i go clipless yeah
2: that's the which is funny because clipless isn't your traditional pedal like yep. that's that's the hilarious thing like to, it, but it's just you know flats are gaining you know ground it's one of those information things man like you could hide the truth you could hide the studies that showed all that stuff they tell you about clipless pedals is bullshit you can't do that today And so, you know, the flat pedal revolution is gaining momentum and it makes people uncomfortable. And so that's one of the fallback. It's funny. I've heard that more and more recently is people just saying, I'm just, I'm just a traditionalist, man. This is just the way I came up. When I came up, everybody rode clipless pedals. And so I'm just a traditionalist. This is how I do it. It's like, what the fuck does that mean, man? That's like... I don't know, man. In jujitsu, like somebody showing you a basic footlock and you being like, like,
1: "Nah, I don't like footlocks." When I came up, we weren't doing a lot. We're of doing them,
2: man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I'm just gonna, you know, stick to, you know, yeah. We don't attack the feet. It. It's like, dude, okay, but good you're, luck with that. Good luck with that attitude, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's funny. I'm proud of you, though. Yeah, I figured you would be. I forgot yeah.
1: I meant to tell you that last week, and I forgot.
2: Dude, it's hard. I'm such a I think about that, man. It's really hard for me. I'm such a judgmental asshole (laughs) when it comes to that stuff. But it's hard not to be, man, because you realize like there's such a psychological. And I'm sure there's things in my life that I fall victim to as well. Just this cognitive dissonance, man. This this ability to just ignore facts and science and just all this evidence. And just continue to do the equivalent of sticking your fingers in your ear and going, no, 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 I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you. And so if I can't hear you, then it doesn't exist. And I can just keep thinking what I want. And it's like, man, it's tough. Because again, you know, people are just human. They're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, it's like, dude, what does this say about you? Like, you seem like an intelligent person. And yet you are willing to... Like, basically just continue to say the earth is flat. Like, I feel clipless pedal riders, they're like flat earthers. Because, <laughs> dude, there's more science to back up the flat earth theory than there is the cockamamie bullshit they think they're riding clipless pedals for. Uh, and it's the fucking truth, man. And so they're like flat earthers who aren't only flat earthers. They're flat earthers who wear a goddamn fucking badge that says, I'm a flat earther. You know, they got the pedals on their bike and they'll talk to everyone about it. And like get mad at you if you don't believe it too. And it's like, it's like, it's tough to deal with the sport that's filled with a bunch of flat earthers, man. So it's, uh, yeah, cycling is an interesting sport. I was talking with Shay about that on my birthday. Just the differences between <clears throat> like cycling culture and jujitsu culture. And just, dude, how much better and positive the jujitsu culture is than the cycling culture and it's just such a toxic culture that they have in cycling, man. It's just such a, yeah, it's just not a good culture, man. So that's why I like jiu-jitsu. It's my, my new passion. I love mountain biking, but I don't like mountain bikers. I've said it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, just, they're a tough group to deal with, man. Very tough to, group to deal with. And I'm a tough guy to deal with. So I'm sure that well, you,
1: you, you admit it though. So that's good.
2: Yeah. I have started the hashtag #fuckbikejames James on the, my posts. Like the ones that I know are really going to piss people off. Mm-hmm. I just get it out of the way. Just like here. Hashtag #fuckbikejames. Like, bike James.
1: Like Joe Funk likes to wear his fuck bike game shirt.
2: It's right, man. That's right. He's on board. Cause dude, people get like the flat pedal thing. Dude, you want to piss people off, you know, talk politics, religion, or pedals. I mean, you will see some of the most visceral reactions.
1: Really? Oh my Over
2: pedals? God, yes. It's insane, man, because everyone knows that clipless pedals are better. And you just don't question it, man. It, just, it, it really shakes people's foundation and everything they think they know about riding a bike. And if you take their pedals, these clipless pedals, away from them, They're so reliant on them, right? Like they can't pedal properly. Their feet come flying off the pedals, you know, because they don't know how to pressurize their feet the right way. And so you've taken away their ability to ride a bike. Basically, they can't ride a bike. They can attach their feet to the bike and then hang on. That's what they can do. That's how I operated
1: when I was a mountain bike. Right.
2: And you, yeah, exactly. It's a different thing Mm -hmm. than riding your bike. And yeah, it's like they can't ride their bike. And so they get really, 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 you know, emotional and defensive about it because they get exposed. Like if you took those clipless pedals away and put them on flats, like who they see themselves as as a rider is completely gone. You know, their place in the tribe is gone. Like they're nowhere near the same level of rider. And and that's just like unacceptable. Like, that is, that's their ego. You know, that is your place in the tribe. And when someone starts to threaten that, like, logic is just gone. Like, you're not going to use logic to try to defend what you feel is an attack on your, like, your sense of self and your place in the whole, you know, grand scheme of things in the tribe. And so, yeah, just visceral reactions, man. So, yep. It's, uh... It's pretty interesting, but yeah, Joe, he loves it, man, because he gets it. You know, he's been around long enough, just in in enough circles, to see, like, man, when people react that bad, like, you must be getting close to the truth, because yeah, the truth will set you free, but first, it's gonna piss you off. That is pretty much true every time, man.
1: That is pretty much true every time. Yeah,
2: and it's funny we've talked about, like, you and I have actually got to the point where we use that getting pissed off is actually a signal like i should probably think, fucking think about this for a second look into yeah. what's going on here yeah why am i doing this because there's an opportunity here probably that i'm shutting myself off to because i'm having this visceral reaction to this so you know we've actually learned to flip that whereas most people just they're not even really cognizant that Double it exists down, they just get mad this and... is who i am yeah. this is who i am who i feel i am at this moment this is who i am you're gonna tell me this isn't who I am? You're not gonna, you know, fucking, like, yeah, whatever.
1: There. So didn't mean to get you. I just wanted to share that I was able to be a judgmental asshole on this guy. Yeah. Nice fellow. No,
2: man, they're nice, yeah. and that's the thing. Like that, you know, people are doing the best they can. I truly believe that. I'm actually, I'm reading that book. Uh, I know you told me to get the audio book. But I'm, I'm a reader, dude. So I got the Talking with Strangers mm-hmm. book, and I'm reading that one. And, man, it's a, it's it's a, good a super good book. Yeah. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, though, I, I'm about halfway through it. It just goes back to like what Jesus said. Like, don't judge. Mm-hmm. Like, his his fucking central message was not hate gays, right? Like, Like, that wasn't it.
1: <laughs> he never said that. He never, never said talk.
2: that, right? It was never part of his message, right? So like his central message was don't judge only God knows people's heart and it's only for God to judge people don't judge people and it's really like at the heart whether you're judging people positively or negatively right is like like just not judging people and trying to keep that uh, that open mindset I guess when you're interacting with people and realizing like man I could be making a giant mistake about how I'm you know, my assumptions with this person and and their understanding of the situation. So, yeah, you think they think one way and it's like, no, they don't think that way. They're totally looking at this totally differently. Now, you feel like an asshole because you thought that. You assumed
1: and went with it and it was incorrect. Yeah.
2: So, I've done that
1: more times than I care to admit. I
2: hate it. And you know what sucks is when you, like, you can feel yourself doing it. It's like, I know, like, I, I, it, like, I know as soon as I react to this, they're going to explain something to me that's going to make me feel like an asshole. But you just, it's like you it's like a fucking black hole sometimes, man. The, the gravitational pull of that, of that emotional, that reaction, reaction. It's like if you, yeah, if it's big enough, you don't check it or just, you know, you're a little tired or whatever it is, man. And all of a sudden you're just like. Just and then you go over the edge and you're like, why? Ah, uh, so anyways, luckily I have a good woman who tolerates a lot of my black hole moments.
1: She's pretty patient with you.
2: She is, man. True. She is. I got very lucky with uh, with her for sure. So, but um, yeah. Anyways,
1: gonna, so, how did I? Get, oh, I started with the. the Judging uh, my fellow skier, I'm a yeah. choice. But yeah, like
2: I said, everybody's doing the best they can. Whatever. It's just, when you're making your decisions based on myths and half-truths perpetuated by an industry simply for the sole sake of making money, like, I have a problem with that. It makes me mad. It makes me angry. And it's hard not to get angry about it. But, we're not here to talk about cliffless pedals. <laughs> we're here to talk about some other shit. I don't know. What I have roadhouse and what UFC really taught us. So,
1: yeah. You got anything else on your list No, man. Coming in. You know, I thought about, you know, because obviously today is actually New Year's Eve. It is New Year's Eve. December, last day of this decade. And I thought about resolutions. And we've talked about it before. I think they're bullshit. But we you like? (laughs) But, on that note, like I I you know, I was like, okay, I should come up with some resolutions, you know, for the podcast. But then I was like, man... I feel kind of forced into this just for the podcast. Like, I'm not going to come up with just some, I know it doesn't make for good discussion, but I'm I'm not fucking coming up with any resolutions this year. Like, I just need to stay the, that's my resolutions. Like, I just need to stay the goddamn course. You know, like, that's it. I just need to, I mean, I'm not saying I'm fucking perfect. So I don't want to, I have a lot of room for growth in all, all areas. But you feel like you're growing. I feel like I'm growing. I'm trying. Yeah. I just need to stay there. I don't need to come up with some random bullshit. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this just because today's December 31st and tomorrow that's it.
2: Like Yeah, I just... Spot off Oreos next year. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, by the way.
1: <laughs> I've, I've done so many shit, so much shit like that. You know, I'll get all no like, candy. I remember the two it years ruined ago, it here. I ruined it like in February. Or yeah, or we went to your brother's house. Like, I do even know if I made it to February? And so I've done that so many times in my life. Like, who are we who are we fooling here? Yeah, let's just stay the stay the course, man. Stay the
2: course. Man, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, it is December 31st, but like it doesn't really, it just feels like fucking Tuesday. It's just
1: Tuesday, man. It's Tuesday,
2: and tomorrow's Wednesday, and, like, I've got, I'm, I'm heading in a direction, and I like the direction I'm headed, and yep. just kind of stay the course, and, yeah, crazy resolutions just don't really seem to, but, again, we talked about it, I think, last time I was saying, uh, you know, why resolutions suck, but you should still do them, is, it's not really a resolution, it's just, you know, for us, it's kind of part of our routine, and so we're always assessing and we're always trying to figure out like, okay, hey, what am I doing? Well, what can I get better at? And so, you know, today's just another day in that, whereas for most people, like this is the day where they're forced to take stock and be like, damn it, you know, I'm 10 pounds heavier, you know, I'm five $5,000 more in debt. I mean, unfortunately, like that's what happens, man. A lot mm-hmm. of people get to today the and they look back and they're like, God damn, a year Shit. ago. Yeah. Compared to where I was a year ago, what happened? And then that's where the resolutions come in. It's these desperation, you know, like diet things, like crash diet for habits. Like, I'm going to, all right, that's it. I'm, you know, cutting up all my credit cards and eating only vegetables and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. No, you should be doing it on a regular basis. So, but, uh, yeah, I I agree, man. I agree. I'd say... Yeah. If anything, I will say I want to get my atomic strength training program. It's, it's getting close to being, uh, finished and just kind of the bigger, the overall system. Cause that was kind of the big thing over the last year. I mean, I think if we look back a year ago, we were still doing just like ramping isometrics and 30, 30, 30. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was in the last year, we really started playing around with the bands and different time frames and adding in the reps. And so like, you know, the, like, it's cool, man. Like when you look at like what we've got, like it's a legitimate training system that is pretty unique. Like it's not just copying someone else's and then adapting it for what you're doing, which is usually what I would do. Um, so, but yeah, getting that over the last year has been, you know, really cool, but yeah, definitely in the next year getting that, uh, I want to get that launched in you know the next month or two, but you know, definitely promoting it more, and so I think 2020, like if you're going to say from a fitness standpoint, the last decade was the the, the decade of the kettlebell. I mean, would you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, it's not completely inaccurate.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in 2010, man, they were still pretty obscure, pretty newish. Yeah, they were. Yeah. You'd have to go to your local CrossFit gym, which was still pretty fucking yeah. new, yeah. to to get to get them. Now you walk into Gold's Gym. And you fucking got them. So, I and <clears throat> you know, shit have to shit. This pops up in my news feed is kettlebell workout for glutes and kettlebell workout for this. So, like it was definitely the hot piece of fitness equipment over the last ten years. And I could be wrong. It's probably wishful thinking. But again, just looking at like what what Dragondor is doing with that ISO chain, and uh, knowing that Duquesne doesn't like to bet on things that he doesn't think can make him some money. Um, I think the next decade is going to be the year of the isometrics, man. I think isometrics are going to make a, a big impact. We're going to look back in 2030 and everyone's going to be pretending like isometrics is how we always did it, just like they pretend like kettlebells is how we always did it now. So, but uh, yeah, hopefully that atomic strength training program can kind of serve a purpose in that whole bigger, bigger thing. So, but that's one of my kind of predictions predictions
1: for your decade long prediction
2: decade prediction buddy yeah we gotta i mean it's a big uh i'm not sure we'll be you know still doing the podcast in a decade <laughs> we might you might but, never, dude, know. never know man i don't never see any know. reason why not so but uh anyways um yeah that's that but yeah getting the, the isometric training program we were kind of discussing the the, the different time frame so i was playing around i was doing 20 15 seven, 7 with uh on saturday
1: so we originally started out going 30 30 30 30 30 50 80 100 and over the how long have we been doing we reduced that we went 30 20 10 was that what we've been doing yeah, recently
2: i'd say it's probably been a good six plus months yeah
1: it's been a little while now right yeah no it hasn't been that long i'd
2: say so yeah it was 30 20 10 right yeah well okay if you think about it because i got the catalyst training center the original one the little space it's been six months ago and i had the training system we were doing 20 30, 10, the 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 bands all that stuff so it was before that like it was probably it was probably that yeah, close to a year ago i'd say we probably started playing around with different time frames with it man
1: and we started u- regularly using the, like the 302010 you think that long ago a uh, grumpy guy
2: i i mean it has to, it has to be over 6 months really has to be cuz i cause when i opened the Calus training center like i we're had the training, system, yeah. Yeah. the training system yeah the 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 bones and meat were like pretty much there there were a few refinements that i've made mm-hmm. since then but yeah we were it was 203010 or or 302010 for the ramping and then sixty to ninety seconds with five reps for the banded. Mm-hmm. That was the basics um, of it. So yeah, it's been a little over, a little over six months.
1: Now, now you're experimenting with what would we do last Saturday? Twenty fifteen seven? Yeah, twenty fifteen. Not sold seven. yet. I don't like it.
2: It's not yeah, enough. it's but that's what you're supposed to want. That's yeah. what you're supposed to feel. It's not enough. I know, but that's like
1: I, think I said. 30, I think 30-20-10 is good.
2: It gets into uh, the endurance side. A little bit. A little bit. And that's not bad. It's just a different stimulus, right? So, because again, the research that they've done on the, on the isometrics, the sweet spot seems to be six to nine seconds if you're trying to produce maximal tension. Like it takes the body at least six seconds to kind of like ramp up to maximal tension. And then anything over nine seconds, you start to lose it. It just can't maintain that. And so the that six to nine seconds is that sweet spot, and man, you can kind of feel it on that ten, you know, if you really think about it. Like that, it it seems like that second shouldn't make that big of a difference, but you can feel the tension just start to dissipate, just a well, hair.
1: And that's where I like to cut off. Like I, I like yeah. the ten, because it, it I feel it takes me about. I, I'd have to really watch the clock, but. And I don't have a meter to measure it, but like, you know, five or six seconds to get that maximal, you know, it kind of takes a few seconds to kind of get adjusted and really drive. And then that's why you take, so say it takes you six seconds to create maximum, maximal tension. I like trying to hold on to that for four seconds, you know, and then then being done. Yeah. Because if it takes me five or six seconds to get there, and we only do it for seven. then I abort mission. That's why why I was like, give me the extra three seconds. No, I mean,
2: that's where just subjective and objective come together, right? So subjective, you're always going to have what you like. Mm -hmm. But objective, okay, well, that's fine. But what is really happening here? What does the dog see, right? What does your brain see? What are we really training your brain? Because at the end of the day, that's really the most important thing is what are we teaching your brain? And so if you're trying to use isometrics to teach it to create maximal tension, which is one of the foundations of strength, then, you know, you have to take that into account. And when you start to lose that, then you're losing what you want. And so, uh, so that's why, like, with the ramping isometrics, you know, you, uh, if you're looking for that, again, I think going to the 10 is good because it gets that I think that strength endurance now you're starting to just kind of tickle the strength endurance side of things just barely barely right but you we really hit the strength endurance side hard with the timed holds and the banded stuff right right so there's just, there just it starts to be a little blurring and it's you know so but if we're talking about you know what what old uh um you know Nassim would call the the barbell strategy, right? From, uh, anti-fragile, mm-hmm. right? We He talks about, it. it's like, do you want to live at the extremes and avoid the middle? And so you want to be doing either super high tension, low fatigue training, or you want to be doing like, you know, longer holds, higher fatigue, uh, tension training. And so, so anyways, that's why I started kind of thinking and really ultimately my system is like, You've got like a, a, a 2010 5 and then uh, like a 25, um, you know, 20 or fifteen seven, right? And then you get your 30, 2010. So you kind of have like three levels, I guess, if you want to call them, of intervals. And, you know, one is obviously the, the easier one is going to be, uh, or the shorter one will be better for beginners. And, uh, and then, you know, just trying to create maximal tension quickly which is also a good skill to have um and then uh yeah and then the other you know you can use them for different stuff but it's just kind of like trying to think how you know within the ramping isometrics you can still use them to target different things while still working on that strength thing but so that was the idea behind it so but no i still like the 30 20, 10. i 30 like thirty twenty ten. yeah oh yeah for sure what do we got here buddy
0: Um, so, even though it's past Christmas, I still bring in a Christmas Pokemon. His name is Beartick. He has 140 hit points. His attacks are Resolute Claws, 60 plus damage, and Blizzard Burn. It does 150 damage. And... Uh, on the bottom of Blizzard Burn, it says, this Pokemon can't attack during your next turn.
2: Oh, man. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, Blizzard Burn, uh, the types that can do it are, a Water type can do it, and a Colorless type can do it, and Resolute Claws is the same, and it. And this is a water type, too.
2: Good. Okay. Cool.
0: And it's also a rare.
2: Did you ever count all your cards you got for Christmas? No? It was, I was too many?
0: I was getting you, but you told me to clean my cards up.
2: Blame it on me. See? I was going to do it, Dad, but then you told me to clean them up. So, it's all your fault that I didn't get a chance to count them at some point in the last week plus. (laughs) So, also you got a bunch though, dude. mm -hmm.
0: And also, on the bottom of Resolute Clause, it says, If your opponent's active Pokemon is a Pokemon GX or a Pokemon EX, this attack does 60 more damage before applying Weakness and Resistance. And it also (laughs) and also, this is the last stage, and the first one is call is called Cubshoe.
1: Okay, sweet. Mm -hmm. Mhm. Thanks for the Pokemon update, dude. You're welcome. Appreciate it.
0: Mm Mhm. Oh, also, there, I. It looks like it has a beard because um it. It has icicles on its chin. Mm. Also, there's something that I forgot to tell you on from all of my Pokemon. There's a thing under, kind of under the resistance in the retreat, which means that's how many, I don't know what the colorless type retreats are. I'll, I'll read it. It freezes its breath to create fangs and claws off ice to fight with. Cold northern areas are its habitat. Areas or habitat.
2: Nice man. Well, that's good to know. Maybe you should read that on the Pokemon. It tells us a little bit about them. That's cool. It uses. His cold breath to make weapons, fangs, and stuff. hmm That's cool. Yeah. That's a good power to have, especially mm-hmm. around this time of year. Yeah. So, cool, dude. Anything else you want to share with us? About uh, yeah. The, not, not, not this Pokemon, maybe?
1: Something in general? Christmas gift, update. Christmas gift? Yeah. Share. Tell us about yeah. one awesome Christmas gift. Yeah.
0: Um, I got an awesome gift from Rob.
1: What was
0: that? It was a book with dinosaurs in it, and it when I flipped a page, there was a dinosaur, and it, like, started chomping when I, really fast when I flipped the page.
2: All right. Heck, yeah.
0: And also about this Pokemon. <laughs> it was actually made one year ago. It says 2018 Pokemon.
2: Sure. Okay. All right, man. Well, that's thanks for the update. You're welcome. So... Anything else to say to the people before? It's the, it's the last day of 2019. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. words of wisdom going into next year?
1: Yep. No, just some
0: one more thing about this Pokemon. Oh my goodness, dude.
2: One more thing. <laughs> okay.
0: There's a little bit of white on the blueness on this card. Okay. Bye.
2: All right, buddy. Thanks. Mm.
0: Last Pokemon update of
1: 2019 mm. right there. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, man. See yeah, you.
0: dude.
2: We'll see ya. Wasn't that a long time, <laughs> We're to have to start putting some boundaries. Boundaries on the- on how detailed we're going into the Pokemon. He was there.
1: reaching so- on the last one.
2: Yes. The blue and white. Yeah.
1: That's
2: all right, though. He'll. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. He just like anything else, he will take it too far. Yep. Yeah. And so if I don't do something to start putting some guardrails on it, it will just continue to go down that route. And so, anyways, it's, uh, he's funny, man. It's just, you can see, it's just, you know, human nature trying to figure out like, where are the boundaries? How yeah. far can I take this? And, uh, yeah.
1: He knows, he hits the electric fence and he's like, oh, zip, yep. it's a little too far. Yeah, yeah. Good enough.
2: Or just nudge him before he gets there. <laughs> it's kind of what I try to do because I don't want him to like get to the point where that is too far and then it's like, ah, and I'm trying to like not react in the moment. So, but it's funny man because you know I see this stuff and of course he doesn't know I see it so sometimes I'll tell him like I see something heading in a wrong in a bad direction and I'll tell him like alright man you know no more we're taking too far and he's like oh you're always telling me I can't play or whatever do stuff and it's like oh my god man. no I'm not and this is simply because I just see where this is headed and you don't but that's alright and then I have flashbacks to my dad talking to me being like, why is my old man
1: bugging me? I don't understand
2: this. So, the circle of context, my friend, yep. has come circling back.
1: You got 44 years of experience.
2: I know. Fuck, that's right. Yeah, we hadn't, uh, had my birthday uh, roll. That was fun.
1: That was a cool way to have a birthday. A yeah.
2: birthday roll. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had like 10, 11 people mm-hmm. show up and just had a little open mat rolling session for about an hour or so. Actually a little over an hour. And then some snacks. And some snacks and cake and yeah, that was a good uh, good way to spend my birthday. Yep. I was pretty pumped it worked out like that. There's just enough people.
1: So Heck yeah. yeah. It was fun. We're gonna get some good training today. I know, we got anybody else coming? Um Paul possibly. He was the only other person I talked to. I didn't.
2: Right on. and think Keely'll be joining us. Nice. I got some half guard stuff to work.
1: I got to work on the Robo Plata.
2: The Robo Plata, yeah. I know, man. I was trying that. I couldn't quite get all the details down. I have to practice it a little bit the more. The
1: instructional. I ended up going home and buying the instructional for $47. It was worth it. And then, in all fairness, this guy calls it the Terrico plata, And I forget what his name is. I'm Terrick some something or other. Yeah. But so I'm just going to steal the name. There's no reason why I can't call it the Robo Plata. No. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh,. It was even just a few. I haven't watched all of it yet with a few details I picked up on. I was like, ah, that'll make a difference. Mm, right on. I, I kind of like watch instructions like that. Like watch little bits of them, go try it, fail, screw some things up, and then go back and watch it. Like, oh, yeah. that's, how I, that's why that didn't work. I know. And then just kind of go back and forth. Play with it for a little bit, go back, watch. It. Oh, that didn't work because, oh, and then boom, boom, back and forth. So
2: I know the tough thing though is like that's a really long way to go about it. <laughs> and it's like, I've got, I still got the Kit Dale one I'm trying to finish. I got the Lachlan Giles half guard one that I got with your birthday gift. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And, uh, and yeah, I got one from the BJJ box, uh, through like iRoll.tv or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, some half guard. Uh, one so i've got like yeah they're backing up a little bit on me i go from like not watching any at all to having too many to having too many yeah. and so uh yeah but we'll get we'll get through them but that card stuff's been good so far you know again just a few little details things here and there but uh yeah just a few more answers for trying to stimulate movement from mm-hmm. bad or stalled positions is really my goal so, I hate getting
1: to a point in just being like, fuck, I'm just stuck here. So. Did you realize that you create a lot of those stuckness positions, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's not you. <laughs> it's the other people would just do something different.
2: <laughs> it's me reacting to them.
1: Oh, is that what it is? But it's my reaction. It's your reaction to reaction. My reaction to their actions. Uh, to their, their action. Oh, the so, uh, okay. Yeah. That's how you're seeing it yeah maybe that's the problem
2: yeah no well sometimes <laughs> sometimes I do
0: yeah
2: it's uh, depends on the situation I guess it is yeah I mean it's been uh, I've been trying to be more conscious of that so trying to you know just try things even if you end up in a bad position and
1: you sort it out from there sort it out
2: from there man we're just in there playing having fun mm-hmm. yeah I like what we were talking about last time you know what? It's funny. That's right. I wanted to. Uh, I was thinking about it. Like, I don't really like the term "bully jujitsu" because I think that's something different. I like. I was thinking about the term like "hot sauce jujitsu." Hot sauce. Yeah, a
1: little yeah, more hot sauce. Always, on
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We a little, were, little think, more heat on it. Yeah, we were talking about like kind of the difference in like, you know, when when you're rolling and you know just kind of your attitude towards it and kind of where. Yeah, it's like, man, if you're always having to throw that little bit of extra heat on stuff all the time, you know, versus like just, you know, flowing with it and, and going with it. So, because you're not always trying to like be a bully mm-hmm. with that. You're like, you know, there's definitely bully jujitsu, there's a time and place for that sometimes. But, you know, just the, I think so, what we were talking about in the last episode more was just that not feeling compelled to just always. Throw the freaking heat, the heat on it, Mm -hmm. you know. So there's again, there's a time and place for that hot sauce jujitsu, but if that's all, if you're using it all the time, then it's gonna change. Like you know, your like your partner is gonna be like, I'm way less likely to open up and try stuff if I feel someone is. Always doing that because I know that, like, man, if I make any little mistake, you're getting punished for I'm it, I'm just gonna get punished for it, and yeah. there's just you know no opportunity to regain it. So, like, I have to change how I roll. And so, like, you you know, when you have a little bit different attitude and feeling, well, your partner can have a little bit of attitude and different feeling, and so it opens it's up things exactly for where I'm
1: coming from. Yeah, it's exactly where all this came started coming from. Is aka it spawn, you and I had this conversation off air, we'll leave it off air, but. You had said something to me a few weeks back that really like Yeah kind of flipped that switch over onto that other track. You know, like a conductor changing the, the railroad tracks. I'm like, Oh it just it kinda of like, okay. And that's exactly what you had just said. No. Yep. Like it's not not doing it just for me. It's doing it for everybody I train with too. That way everybody feels like, Oh, it's okay to screw up and make mistakes and figure it out from there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because if you're afraid to make mistakes, like, you're not going to grow, man. It stunts everything. Yeah. So, yep.
2: No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't
1: mean you can't play hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a fine line because yeah. you don't want to just be limp noodle and you know, there's a tension train. between the two. There, yeah. Again, you, you got to find there's a happy medium. Yeah. I'm not afraid to put some heat on stuff once in a while and, and play hard. Yeah.
2: But there's. If someone feels like that's just. What they're going to get every time, right? No matter what, they, you know, yeah,
1: it's no, it's no fun, and yeah,
2: it, it's hard to grow. It affects how they approach things, yep. and yeah, it's like kind of hard to get people to open up if they yep. feel like if they open up, they're just gonna get murdered just gonna get murder every it. time, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's more it, and yeah. you know, it's just that the, putting on the heat all the time. So, I don't know, if, I don't know why I was just thinking about it. I was like, you know, it's not bully jujitsu, like, that's not really what I meant you know, we were talking about it last episode. Mm -hmm. It's really just kind of that, like that hot sauce jujitsu. Like, you know, he's always putting heat on stuff and, uh, it can come across sometimes as bullying, but it's not necessarily the intention. Right. Like there's an intention when you're trying to bully someone. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's the intention all the time. I think sometimes people don't realize that using the heat all the time can come across and feel like borderline bullying sometimes but it's not necessarily the same thing, right? So, but yeah, if you want to, if you want your partners to feel like they can make mistakes and open up, then you gotta make them feel like there's a, a safe environment to do to it do in, that. within, within, reason. Reason. within reason, within reason, within reason. You know, reason. so yeah, 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 man. And it's like I said, when you can do that, that's where you can have fun rolling with pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if you're always having to just smash people, it's like, dude, someone who doesn't present a challenge, like. You know, this is no fun. I can't learn anything from this person. And it's like, dude, that's on you. You should be it's able to learn you. something from everybody. Everybody. Yeah, she just jujitsu. The skills to, to everyone, and of course, I'm sure there's some retarded white belt out there that you know. There's always an outlier. <laughs> there's always an outlier. I will, uh, grant that. Yeah. But for the most part, you should be able to get something. Yep. For most people. So, but, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. uh, I got. Uh, people coming in and signing up on Thursday. Oh, do you? Or yeah. 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 They, they're just like, can we come in and give you money? It's like, all right. All right. I guess you're going to figure out a way to we're gonna, systemize. We're going to do this, man. We're going to do this. So yeah, we're going to start classes, uh, next week. So Monday will be our first class and Tuesday will be the first kids class. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we got a guy and his son coming in to sign up. And yeah, I to get the word. out. we're going to keep it I want to keep, you know, like you know, 20, 25 adults, like 15 to 20 kids at first. Like I want to keep the number like manageable. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know, grow from there if you know need to. So, uh yeah, just start filling up those slots and uh thank you. Yeah. yeah, man. We'll see how it goes. I'm not quite sure. I don't I don't think I'm going to do like a full like free through February. Through January through yeah you know what free for January free through February was I think mm-hmm. I was thinking but the um, my idea actually I mm-hmm. bounced this off I haven't talked to you about this but I think it's you know we've talked about you know I think it's important to have some sort of like uh, self-defense yep. um, element in in the program yep um, I think that you know I don't know I, I Maybe this is wrong, and it'd be a good time for you to correct me. But I'm thinking kind of like the nogi, uh, you know, the self-defense and nogi stuff kind of blend together a little bit.
1: I I can see why you would say that, and um, I think in my thoughts on the self-defense thing because it, it can go too you can take it too far as right. with as I just mean like
2: Gracie combatives, like basic like position super, one, position super, two, super basic. Yes.
1: Like okay, here's like a some common like. Bully headlock defenses, yep. and bear hugs, defense against a punch, and like, dude, I'm not gonna expound on it much more than that. No. And in the curriculum I've been creating, I have those in there, and because there's a lot of good jujitsu principles within some of those self defense and all those self defense techniques. Yeah, um, and the way I I have it structured is, you know, what the first like class or two they learn that technique, but then. In and, and class number three or four, that be just becomes part of the warm up. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the warm up. We're not going through like a standard, you know, like run around the mat, do fucking push up sit ups. Like, yeah, yeah. Here's the warm up. Here's the move. You do five reps, your partner does five reps. And then they, you just make that as part of And we're not going to go super far down the self defense rabbit hole, at least yeah. I, mean, I don't want to go down that, but just some basics. Right Here, here's
2: in into CQT? No, that's what's close quarter, or no, CQC. Close
1: quarter combat. No, we're not. We're doing like no, but just, it's good to, for people to have some skills, just from your basic things, right? And and that's it. That's what I meant when it's
2: a, self defense. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's the, the basic crazy combative that's stuff, good. some basic stuff. So, but like I said, I, I do think because most of the time when you train that though, you do tend to take the gi top off and do yeah, it. you just leave a little the less. On,
1: Just leave the fucking gi on. Yeah. Just
2: do it well. My so my thought was is that we would have we would have a no gi class each week. You know, dedicated no gi class. And the no gi class, like once every four weeks, would run through the like self defense um, curriculum. Or, like, I'm mean, kind of like your idea, or maybe like have it be part of the like warm up type. I, cause I thought, I've
1: thought about that because then there's people that don't really like the self defense thing and say they only get to train twice a week and they happen to pop in on that self defense day. I mean, that motherfucker, I just want to come in and train, and I got to go through the self-defense bullshit, uh, which I feel. Like, I I get it. So, that way, if you just sprinkle it in sparsely here and there, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like, here's the three separate types of headlocks you can get out of from the standing, from the ground, and you just implement it in the warm-up, man. A few reps here and there, just you know, consistency. Yes. Just just almost just in a,
2: place of like where you'd put like the stand up in a standard yeah, class. Exactly. Like you said, it said leg it would be stand up, but it'd be like right. you'd have like a self defense exactly thing. We're
1: not doing we're not doing single leg takedown or defense against a haymaker today. Right. Defense against a straight punch. Yeah. Boom. And that it's the warm up. Yeah. For some people it might be the first time seeing it. You have to do a little more instruction yeah. for people that have been there. Use this as your warm up. Don't go hard with each other. Right. Just go each step. Nice and flowy, just boom, boom, boom. Here's the warm-up, and then we get into our sport jiu-jitsu or whatever it is. Yeah. That's how I was wanting to sprinkle it in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: way it's not too heavy on one side or the other.
2: Right, yeah. I can see that. Nah. But uh, yeah, there's some way to do it. But my thought was, is Wednesday night, uh, the no-gi class, which would have some of the self-defense elements sprinkled into, would be uh, like a free class that was open to the public. And so if you wanted to come try a class, right? Like that's the class that you could come and try. Cause really the easiest thing to have people come and try is no gi, right? Like having to get somebody set up in a gi and all that stuff. And is like, you know, one of the, the harder parts of having someone, someone can just show up and, you know, Hey man, some workout shorts and a, you know, t-shirt or compression shirt, like what you, what you wear to work out. And like, that's a no gi outfit you don't have to worry about all that stuff and so people can come and it's you know easy for them to show up it's it's uh you know less barriers yeah less it's barriers jump through. right yeah and, and again putting hoops on they can't just show up for the class if you want to come you need to call and reserve spots we'll only have a certain number of you know like five spots available mm-hmm. but it's a free class open to the community so like you know you can get come in and try it and uh but that would be like the easy way to have people come in and try it. I don't know. I just in my mind, it's like, again, it could be a shit show. I'm just trying to think like, what's the easiest way to give people a chance to come in and try it? You know, no gi is is you know easy, and then having that element of self defense um, sprinkled in that, and having that being something that's open to the community. There's just there's just like a lot of good good kind of things going on there. I don't know exactly how it'll. Come to fruition, but I just like man. That seems nah, good. I, and that I, seems, good, and that li- seems good. I like where
1: your training thoughts thoughts going on that, and I, I see the rationale behind it. You know, because that way, and if you make that, you know, if someone new wants to come in, that is the first night they have to try. Yeah. That way, you have some structure and can control it. Yeah. You know, because that's there's nothing worse. You know, like because we do Saturday's drill day right now. You know, and to have someone new try to show up and try class on Saturday drill day, they get us. Crappy representation of, yeah. what, of what the school has to offer. Yes. So you gotta you gotta structure and dictate that. Yeah. This is your first intro to class, and, and throwing in like one self defense uh, technique that night along with some other sport jujitsu. Yeah. You get a little uh, taste of everything. Yep. Not everything, but the best you can in your first hour long class. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with that. So not a bad thought process.
2: I think it keeps it. Um yeah it keeps it easy because again my my whole thing is I want to create a good experience for not only the people coming to try but like the members too and so you know having a class where it's almost like hey man this is where new people can come and check out like you guys know like one you know make a good impression be nice to people but two you know I don't know you don't have to worry about showing up to class one night and you've got like five new people in class and it's like now you know Coach can't really help you because he's got, like, these five new people that dropped in. And so that's not really a good experience. Um So, yeah, I'm just trying to find, like, some some way to... Manage it. Manage that. But really, it's important to me to have something open to the community. I, I think that, that, you know, man, honestly, I think that uni, universal basic jiu-jitsu for everyone, like, it's... We joke around about it, is. but I, I, I believe that it, like it's something that should like it's something there Mm -hmm. like if there was some way to get uh everyone to have access to just basic jujitsu uh that it would be great for everyone and so uh you know like that's like you could come and you could come and take a class a week and you could get you could learn some good basic jujitsu for free you know you're not going to become great at it but you're going to get some good basic jujitsu and you know we were talking about the other day like we forget. Like, jiu is a goddamn superpower. You know, we're always fucking practicing against other superheroes who have the same superpower we do, so we forget, like, what a superpower it is. And then you roll against someone who has no fucking clue what's going on. And you're, like, triangling the shit out of some 260-pound 20-year-old wrestler kid. You know, and it's like, jiu-jitsu. You, like that? you know, it's a fucking superpower. That kid had no idea what was going on, man. He was bamboozled. It was like magic. And, uh... But so you just know the the, the basics are so good uh, on so many levels. So in my mind, if I can create an opportunity for someone to have access to come try it and again, I think that if you try it and you get bit by the bug, eventually you're going to sign up and you're going to become right. part of what's going on. And if you can't because of money, we'll talk about that. Like you know, I'm again. I don't think that that should be a barrier, man. We can figure something out if that's the problem. But Really, what's the easiest way that people can just kind of come and experience it um, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my motivation for it is to give people potentially access to like, man, you got free access to basic jujitsu. And it's just, I'm doing it because I think it's important. Community can take advantage of it and whatever comes of it comes of it. But like, how do I get that, you know, into what we're doing? Mm -hmm. So, but uh, yeah. Cool. No, maybe it sounds right. good. So, there you go.
1: Might be a good place to end it. Might be,
2: man. Might be. Be a good spot for, uh, yeah. Our... We
1: didn't make any predictions for the following year. You made a decade-long prediction.
2: I did. Yeah, maybe we can sit down. I mean, next episode's really the first one in 2020. So we could make them then. We could do our, our predictions. Yeah, our, uh yeah. be good. Think about some shit and... See, what we think Some where ideas. things are going. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's uh, it is fun to look back because you can see trends and stuff, and you know, see where we've gone and where things might go. And man, one day we might get our flying car. And no, I don't believe it's called a helicopter, Elon Musk. So he's trying to sell us on that idea.
1: Man, speaking of that, have you seen that weird shit that's been going on? I think over on the front range, you have been seeing it. Like at night, there's been like these packs of drones flying over the fucking city. Like big drones, like six foot wide drones, huh. like dozens of them, all flying kind of in sync and pattern. And yeah, and I think it's illegal right now to fly big drones at nighttime yeah, like that, I, I'm pretty sure. But something like the FAA doesn't, do you- ha- doesn't have the rights to track those yet, you know, these private drones, like they can't see who's operating so no one knows who they are or what's going on. Yeah, there's been some shit going on. Like this is pretty, pretty recent, dude. Just like in the past week or two. That's interesting, man. Yeah, I'd have to look into the news story. It was on like ABC or NBC.
2: I, you know, I remember seeing something about that. It was, yeah. but you know, I just caught it this morning, so
1: I'm sorry I don't have all the details. Yeah, it's
2: tough with the clickbaity headlines to know exactly what was yeah. going on. But yeah, no, I, I, I remember seeing something like that. It's weird, like nobody's blasting one out of the sky. Yeah. I mean...
1: Some farmers... Dude,
2: somebody's gonna come up with a fucking drone-seeking missile. (laughs) You
1: got drone problems? (laughs) Here you go. Here you go. But anyways... Huh. Good place, Dan. That's a weird
2: problem to... It is. ...to have. So... Yeah, like, in this day and age, right, you think, like, we have so much technology and so much shit, and we know... How the hell do they not know where those things are coming from and where they go? Like... And have no clue what's going on. Like, that's a a little frightening Mm -hmm. to think that. So, anyways. Anyways.
1: That's what's happening.
2: All right, well. Let's go train. Let's go train. All right, see see you. you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast.
1: Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week.
0: Permanent breath, a hermit now. Fool. Doggy school, foggy cool, got a froggy,
1: I'll molly my dude. Now calling Daisy do, hanging by the lace of their shoes. No trace of the tools, shaped into face. Fuck the rules, snooze you lose.
0: One eye always open, it Your times two. No clue, but soon a brief monsoon might give you a view to choose. Stay tuned, include, won't include. To the end is near, where there's consequences, but what you do? To me, team, you a devil of many levels, I keep on beating For several of the rebels Me, myself, he died oh. Me, myself, he died oh.